What's up, Song Stott? Hey, Paul Caputo. Can you believe that we are here in Little Rock, Arkansas for NAI 2023? Woo! In the same... <laughs> woo, we're not supposed to do the woo thing this year. We're in the same place. We're going to be talking to people throughout the week about their yeah. conference experience. You and I don't often get to be in the actual same place. This is true. We divide and conquer all these things. This is going to be an amazing conference. You have done such an incredible job putting together this amazing lineup with... Tell us who you have as our keynote speakers this year. Mindy Jean Brown Tricky. We've got her daughter Spirit Tafik also, and we have this amazing panel of just I don't know some of my. I'm just making all sorts of best friends around here. You now. have a lot of best friends. Yeah. Mindy Jean Brown Tricky is one of the original Little Little Rock Nine from Little Rock Central High School. What an incredible experience this is going to be. Yep, it's amazing, and you can also do a post-conference uh, field trip to Central High. So this is going to be incredible. We've got so many experiences, but the first order of business is let's just check in with some folks and see how the conference goes for them. All right, let's go. All right, what's up, interpreters? I'm here with Caroline Wagner. We're at the opening reception. We're just getting kick kicked off here. Caroline, it's a special day for you. What, what day is it? Today is my 21st birthday. Oh my gosh, we're at the first timers meeting. This is obviously your first conference, your first NAI conference. What inspired you to spend your 21st birthday at the NAI conference? I, um, so I'm going to school right now for parks, recreation, and nonprofit administration. My minor is in outdoor leadership, and I'm really interested in natural and historical interpretation. And so I applied for the student scholarship, and I received it, and that is how I ended up here. Amazing. And what do you want to do when you're out of school? When I'm out of school, I, I really want to do historical or natural interpretation somewhere, probably primarily with children, uh, teaching them about how nature works, how history works. I grew up in a really urban area. I didn't have a lot of access to things like that, so as I got older and I started learning better, I was like, oh my god, this is awesome. And so now I really, really want to specifically go into urban areas with children and teach them about how the world works in nature and their own history. So we're at, it's the first day of the conference, and it's your first ever conference. What do you hope to get out of uh, the next four or five days? I want to pick up a whole bunch of new interpreting techniques. I want to meet a ton of people. Caroline Wagner, thanks for being here. No Happy problem. birthday. Thank you. <laughs> Kyrie Kellett, you have done so much work at the National Conference to help make it an inclusive space for everybody. Uh, you've worked with our Jedi section, but you've done a lot more than that. Can you talk about you know what, what you and the section have done uh, here at the conference to make it an inclusive space? Yeah, I mean, as a section in general, a lot, you know, our focus is on how do we make members feel welcome? How do we help people connect? And so we really were trying to focus on opportunities for people to find each other, see what they had in common, see how they can support each other. So with that in mind, you know, we started by having the table right outside registration. So even before the conference starts, before they have their name badge, they can see a friendly face um, and start learning about what's available around Jedi at the conference. Um, and then we were really excited to try our affinity space for the first time at the conference and so we set up spaces during lunch for people to come um, find each other if they identify as BIPOC or LGBTQ plus uh, or someone with a disability to kind of share their experiences with each other um, kind of, you know in a slightly different setting. Um, and then we had a super successful Jedi happy hour which was really fun which was the whole point is just to 
come together, eat pizza if you got there early enough, and uh, just just have a good social experience and build those connections. And then finally, we had an excellent Jedi section meeting where we dug into like, what is NAI doing? Like, because we've been having several conversations over the last several years at Jedi section meetings and through the survey. So we wanted to like pass back, like what, what have we done with all those good ideas and insights? And then also continue to ask questions and get more ideas for how we can make a more inclusive conference and a more inclusive organization in the future. Is there anything that you see going forward that, uh, you know, ideas that have come out of maybe this conference that we might incorporate in the future or anything that we, you know, have been doing that we want to reinforce in future years? Yeah, I think we have a lot of like individual ideas of like little bits and pieces of things that would make it easier for people who perhaps are neurodivergent or have mobility issues or, you know, are kind of thinking about how to make things, uh, you know, encourage more cultural humility. Um, but I think our next step that we're really excited about is how do we take all of those things and put them into resources and tools that we can then share more widely so that like every NAI conference can, you know, have the checklist and have the expectations like these are the things we can do. Um, regional conferences, you're putting on a workshop at your own site and just to kind of to make those norms and reinforce for each other how we can make for a more inclusive space. Well, thank you, Carrie, for everything you've done to make the field, the profession, the association, and this event more accessible, more inclusive. Yay, thank you, Paul, and thank you to NEI and everyone who's doing the work out there in the world. Howard April. <laughs> A long-time NAI member, long-time attendee of the National Conference. You've been uh, involved in NAI in a lot of ways. First of all, tell us about your, your career as an interpreter and, and what the NAI Conference means to you. You know, NAI has a really a special meaning for me because when I was a brand new interpreter working for the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources, I found out about this organization called NAI. And uh, I went to it in Cleveland, at the Cleveland Conference in 1994, and it was the best decision I made my entire life because it really set me down the path that I'm at now. Um, I learned about the field, I learned that I was part of something greater than myself, part of something bigger than myself, and it actually led to a job, a directly to a job, which I'm just absolutely amazed by. That is a beautiful thing. I like hearing those stories. We have student members who are here, scholarship winners who have been you know, looking at looking at seasonal opportunities, and you wonder, you know, 29 years from now, which of those students will have found a similar experience to, to to what you found, for sure. Almost 30 years, almost three decades of coming to NAI conferences. How has the organization changed? How has the field changed in your time? You know, some of the specifics are very different. Uh, for instance, PowerPoint didn't exist. <laughs> It was science fiction when I started. I notice you're uh, carrying around your slide carousel here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, it's an oldie, but still a goodie. Uh, no, it's the technology might be different, but the the end goal is the same. It's about connecting people to the resource, connecting meanings and relevance, and that's the same now as it was 29 years ago when I started out. And I have no doubt it's going to be the same 29 years from now. And uh, that's one of the beauties of this organization and this amazing profession. It is an amazing profession. It's an amazing organization. You have done so much for it. You have served as the awards chair for NAI. You have served in regional leadership positions. Uh, I was a region awards chair. You were a regional awards chair. Okay. And, and what, other, uh, what other leadership positions have you had in NAI? Um, I've also served on some conference committees. And okay. I was a program uh, 
chair for one of the region uh, for the region five, the Heartland Region Conference, and I really encourage everyone if you're considering about getting involved you know you don't have to become like a committee head you don't have to run for office you can just get involved by asking to help out or serving on a committee and it's a great way to see the behind the scenes of how the organization works it's a way to give back and it's a way to grow in your leadership and your skill sets and i encourage anyone that's thinking about it just do it howard april thank you so much thanks for being here at the conference yet again Thanks for all that you've done for interpretation and for NAI. Thank you, Paul. We'll see you next year. Ren Smith of Bernheim Arboretum, longtime NAI member, one of the kindest people you'll ever meet. Also, that is also true of Howard April, who I just spoke to yes. moments ago. There's so many kind, wonderful people here. Yeah. Ren, you have mentored so many folks uh, who you have brought to the conference as part of Bernheim or Arboretum. What does, what does mentoring young interpreters, bringing them along, involving them in NAI, why, why is that important to you? I think it fits in really nicely with the theme of this conference, with this building bridges. And I've been thinking about this a lot because I don't know if you know this, but when I used to visit Bernheim as a child, it was a place that inspired me as a little girl to do that kind of work. I told my high school guidance counselor that that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a naturalist or a ranger. And he said there'd be no jobs in the outdoors for women. Oh. So he encouraged me to major in elementary education. And so that's what I did. Went to Eastwood University major in elementary education, but at the beginning of my sophomore year, I was sitting in one of those non-biology, biology classes, and it was a film of an elk migration off the Olympia Peninsula, and the hair stood on the back of my neck. I walked up to, to the professor afterwards and said, Dr. Rudisworth, I'm an elementary education major, but I think I'm making a terrible mistake. <laughs> Dr. Rudisworth was a bridge builder. He said, it's not too late. You can switch majors, get involved, and so he helped me to switch majors. It was wildlife management, which was closer. It wasn't exactly it. There was only one other woman in the field. Amazing. In that, you know, in that group. So, so I like being a bridge builder. I like helping. You know, people did that for me, and I like doing it for them. People in this organization have done that for me. They've given me a voice, even if it's a shaky voice. <laughs> <laughs> Ren, thank you so much. Amazing. Thank you for, for being on the podcast. It's a pleasure. All right, we're in the exhibit hall right now with Kane West, uh, who works at Hot Springs National Park. You're a first-timer to the conference. First-time to the conference, but I've been hearing about NAI since I began my career, and I knew that this is like my an entrance way into the field. You are going to be welcoming uh, many of the conference participants to the national park where you work, Hot Springs National Park. What does that mean to you to bring this audience out to the park where you work? Uh, first of all, it's a huge challenge and responsibility because what's nice about having random public visitors is the barrier for entry and entertaining them is very low. One good joke and you're in. When it's professionals in your craft, you know that they're there for multiple reasons, including but not limited to they know what you're kind of doing and they're watching you in real time and you're, you want to put on your best face for yourself and for the park. Sure. What is it that you want uh, folks to take away from? What's, what's the, the theme at, at Hot Springs National Park when we visit on Saturday for the offsite session? What will, what, what message do you want NAI 
conference participants to take away from their 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 visit to Hot Springs National Park? Sure. So we have um, a variety of foundational stories. We have a water story about where the water comes from, how it gets hot, and I think as we think about water today and from rivers to streams to the health of our um, watersheds, like that's important. We also have a National Park Service story that's important about you know, what does it mean to be a national park. But specifically at Hot Springs, we have a public health story. And to me, you know, I've worked at numerous parks around the country, nature parks, history parks, but I haven't, I don't have a, a framework for public health as an interpretive angle. Mm. And how do we tell the experience of individuals and communities, how do we tell the American experience through the search for health and the search to feel better? Mm. And that's actually, interpretively for me, the, something that I, I haven't found my answer to yet. And so right. I'm hoping that on Saturday I can get some insight and reflection. All right, some feedback, some reciprocal learning. Yeah. All right, thanks so much, can appreciate it. Jesse Dole, we're in day one here at the conference still. You just presented your first ever session at a national conference. What inspired you to present the session? How did it go? It went amazing. It was kind of an impulse decision to submit encouragement from my peers to submit. Um, but I combined my passion for nature and wellness, so yoga specifically, and turned it into a session all about ways that you can enhance existing programs. We had a lot of fun the entire time. This is your first time at a national conference, yeah? Second time. Second time. Right. I was at Cleveland. Okay. <laughs> so this is your second national conference. You didn't present last year. You thought, okay, this year I'm going to be involved. We're on day one of the conference. It's Wednesday. Officially day one of the conference. You had the whole build up to presenting. And you presented your session. Now it's over. What's your mindset? How is it different now having presented your your session successfully? Oh, it feels so relieved. I am really glad I was the, at the beginning because now I feel like that is off my plate and I can really focus on enjoying all the other sessions. So I, I feel really like good about it. Uh, I knew it would go well and we have really awesome support from all of our members, but it was still definitely a lot like building up to it. Just I've never done this and this is a lot of people and you don't know who's gonna show up when you're preparing all this stuff. That is absolutely 100% true. Congratulations on the, the successful session. Just one other question for you. You're a member of the Young Professionals Council. That is a new aspect of NAI. What does being part of the Young Professionals Council mean to you and to this organization, you think? Yeah, so for me, I, it, I really enjoy it because it gives us a kind of a community and a voice in what's happening in NAI. NAI. And for me, I'm hoping, like my dream is that we're setting the, the path and like building the foundation of this council for the next young professionals. So I'm always hoping, like when we have elections and everything, like I hope that there are all these awesome young professionals to take my position and the other council members so that it continues to grow. And so for me, really being in the beginning of it, it's building that like foundation and that community for those other young professionals. Awesome. Jesse, thanks so much for being at the conference. Congratulations on your successful session. All right, I'm here with Jose Barrientos. Jose, we've had a, like like nine 30-second conversations, so now now we're committing to at least one minute here. This is your, your third NAI conference. Tell me what it is that you get out of the NAI conference. Oh, the things that I love about it is that um, the community is amazing. Everybody's so supportive, encouraging, um, very welcoming, and they're also, they're such a good time. Is there a session that you remember attending? Is there something that you've taken from either this conference or, or a previous conference that has really changed how you approach interpretation? Um, yeah, I think I really love, I really like to, I really like the 
the sessions that have to do with um, non-traditional ways of ex exploring and engaging with visitors. Um, so anything that's different, I'm fairly new to the career. So uh, I know there's certain things that people have been doing. And to me, that's like, oh, I don't know. I want to try something else. And so whenever I can see a new approach and the people are doing things, I want to I wanna do that. I want to really enjoy the engagement with people and have the visitors just really get something out of it, get an experience out of it. Where would you like to see us have another NAI conference? Where, where would you like to go have an NAI conference? Ooh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I mean, it's, you gotta be kind of uh, selfish on where you wanna go see, but I don't know, somewhere in the East Coast? I haven't been there, so I'm excited about that. Jose, thank you so much. Hi, my name is Gaynell Brady. I'm from New Orleans, Louisiana, and I own a little small company called Our Mammies. Um, my conference experience, I come from a really large family. And when I say large, my mom is one of 19 and my dad is one of 13. And coming to this conference, I feel like my family's gotten a lot bigger. Um, so many people have stopped just to chat with me or just, you know, the moments that we shared. I shared some moments with some folks by the ele elevator. And I just feel like I got a bunch of new cousins and siblings and it's so motivating um, to hear the speaker this morning. I had to stop and start taking notes. Every session, I felt so empowered to continue to do the work that I'm doing. So if you haven't attended the conference in person, I would highly, highly recommend it. Um, downloading the app, going back, listening to the sessions is so much to take in. And for me, this is my second conference, but I, I, it feels like it's something that I would want to do every year. Alicia Walker, welcome to the NAI conference. Thank you, Paul. I'm so excited to be here. I am psyched that you're here. I'm glad to see you in person. We get to interact a lot on email and Zoom and that sort of thing. How many NAI conferences have you been to? Oh my gosh, this is the question. I'm horrible at counting, but at least four, at least. All right, yeah. at least four. You're the director of our JEDI section, Justice, Equity, Diversity, Accessibility, and Inclusion. That's right. That's been a major focus of, of this conference. As director of the section, you helped coordinate the, the JEDI social that we had. We've got a lot of JEDI things. What are we doing? What JEDI initiatives are you involved with? What are we doing here at the conference? that uh, you know that, that you're proud of that we're doing yes okay I'm gonna try to put it all together but um, number one it's been fantastic to just connect with also with other groups young professionals we were talking about having um, this early mixer where we're giving people tips and tricks on how to navigate the conference and the boba site and all that good stuff um, we also had affinity spaces where we were meeting um, bringing people in and also holding space where folks could come and use that quiet space that they needed, which was fantastic. It was in use many times. And um, then we also had our section meeting, which was great. We had a lot of people um, come out, brainstorm things um, for this conference and what do we want to implement in the future. And we had a mixer with pizza and we ran out of pizza. So that means we had a lot of good folks show up. If you're running out of pizza, you know you got enough people there. That's yeah. awesome. Well, you guys are doing such important work and such a huge part of, of who we are as NAI. Thank you for everything that you do as the director of the Jedi section. I am so excited to do this and I'll tell a little story. When we had section meeting today, I had that moment where I realized last year at the conference, 
I slowly raised my hand when I was in the audience, and now I'm in front. And so I'm so excited for all the other people that are raising their hand and get involved. Well, the Jedi section is doing great things under your leadership. We look forward to lots more and working with you on future conferences. Absolutely. Thank you, Paul. Thanks, Felicia. Eliezer Nieves Rodriguez, you were part of history yesterday with NAI. You presented with Miriam Rivera and Pepe Chavez, the first ever conference session in Spanish. After 35 years of NAI, we've never had a Spanish language session. You presented. How did it go for you? What did you think about it? Hey, it was great. Thank you, Paul. And thank you for letting that happen, being one of the, the speakers in the first Spanish session in NAI history. So we are very grateful for that. And the session runs uh, smooth, runs great. We have a great audience from Spanish speakers, people in the States. So we are so happy that this uh, session in particular will be the, the prelude of coming conference sessions. And we're hoping that in San Agustin, Florida, we are going to have more people and more sessions. I, that is absolutely my hope too, and I'm so glad to be working with you to work towards that. Yesterday, when we came out of the session, what did you? What were you? What were you feeling? What did you take away from the participants? What was the? What was the conversation? I will admit, I sat in there. I was in the session. I caught maybe a, a quarter to a third of it. Every once in a while, I would lose the thread, but I'm working on my Spanish. What What did you take away from the conversation? I know that. I know that. So don't <laughs> worry. I'm here to to translate and to let you what the, we discuss in that uh, session. Well, um, Spanish speakers and NAI member that speak Spanish in the States or other countries just like to NAI get more stuff, get more uh, resources in our language. Uh -huh. um, and I told them that that is going to happen very soon with our, our first legacy in Espanol. So they are so happy, expecting that. Also, we talk about the possibility, and will be reality soon, uh, having the first webinar uh, in Espanol. Also, uh, some stuff is going to happen pretty soon, like having like a space in the web page of the NAI with Spanish material. Uh, that cover a diverse range of topics, so it will be helpful for instructors or CIGs or people that work as a front interpreter. So we're so happy that that is going to happen and we're going to have a huge amount of materials in Espanol. Amazing, I'm so excited to be working with you towards that goal. How many conferences have you been to? This is a lot of NAI conferences wow. for you. Wow, yeah, I had been. What was your first? My first was Grand Rapids. Which year was that? 2004 was Grand 2004. Rapids. 2004, that was my first one. So from that range of dates, I only skipped like four. That's pretty good. Yeah. I remember being with you in Denver in 2014, the one okay. you didn't skip, mm -hmm. when uh, you saw snow. Uh, for one of the, it was one of the first times you would experience snow, snow and that was an amazing experience amazing, to share with yeah. you. Seeing snow is always an experience for people from Puerto Rico. <laughs> I would not say Latin America because there are some countries that have a lot of snow like Chile and uh, Peru, but from people from Puerto Rico, always is uh, an amazing experience seeing snow. So, Paul, what is coming soon? We are going to have an event, an NAI Puerto Rico event. Oh, yeah. And, and I am going to be there for it. I can't wait. And then, like you said, next year in St. Augustine, we're going to have 
multiple Spanish language sessions, and it's, uh, it's we've got great things ahead of us. Eliezer, thank you so much for all that you do for NAI. Thank you, you Paul. Uh, thank you, all NAI staff. And let's go coming, seeing the future. Here we go. We're here at Hot Springs National Park. I'm with Kendra Barrett, who just gave a really great tour uh, to half of our group. We've been split up into two groups because we're a big crowd. Kendra, what is it like interpreting to interpreters? It's a little scary. <laughs> um, I was intimidated at the, at the start of it. Um, I was asked to help Kane do the second half of um, his touring and I was intimidated. I haven't been an interpreter for too, too long. Um, I came into this job. This is actually my first interpretive ranger position before this. I was a visual information specialist at a different park and dabbled in some interp. Um, and so I've always felt a little bit nervous about it, interpreting, um, but I've gotten more comfortable over time. And this group, both the whole group that was here today was so inquisitive and welcoming and encouraging and it was an awesome experience it was really really fun i my fears almost immediately dissipated <laughs> after starting my program well i have seen interpreters not always be the best audience oh really so i think it speaks to the the quality of the tour that you just gave oh, it was well, it was a really great tour really informative thank you what is it that you i mean obviously you we spoke with kane earlier in the week in the exhibit hall mm -hmm. Is, we're speaking to the nature of the urban, oh, yeah, uh, <laughs> the urban nature of the park here, with all these cars going by. What you know, you and Kane obviously have different areas of specialization and, and backgrounds mm -hmm. and, and uh, you know expertise. What do you hope visitors to the park get out of this experience after they've been with you? I really want them to think of national parks, even an urban center like Hot Springs. I want them to leave thinking of places like this as places for health. You know, usually we, at least initially, will think of um, national parks as big nature centers and, uh, or like, you know, big wilderness areas. And that's where you seek solace and quiet and healing. And um, that's how you can really be connected with yourself. But even a place like this, like there's ample opportunity for health and, Public health promotion. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. It was a great tour. Really enjoyed yeah, it. You're and uh, these are the final moments of the NAI conference here. So thanks for being a part of that for us. Yeah, thanks for coming. It's the final day of the conference. I'm here with Jay Schneider, who is the conference chair. Jay, you've been involved with NAI in so many different ways. What was the, the, the experience of being a conference chair like for you and compared to all the other the other many ways that you've been involved with NAI? I'd say it's one of the easier things I've done. <laughs> And you laugh, but it's true. You know, the, the saying goes, and it's, it's so appropriate here, you surround yourself with good people and many hands make light work. And it's really been a pleasure, a fun experience to work with some great people, get them plugged into where they need to go, and then me as a conference chair, just get out of their way and let them do the work they're here to do. We're here in your home state of Arkansas. What do you want, uh, you know, everyone, they're heading home today and tomorrow. What do you want folks to, to take home from, from your home state of Arkansas? endless possibilities mm. so we came into this conference talking about building bridges and that is really what NAI has been about me for my entire career since college is meeting new people such as Paul Caputo <laughs> now a good friend of mine and uh, 
getting to know each other, finding commonalities, finding uh, common interests and common passions, and then finding people that can help you complement those passions and moving the ball or the needle forward, as it's said, in whatever endeavor you're working on. Are you going to look forward to going back to being a conference attendee and just going to sessions and putting your feet up and hanging out after hours? Yes and no. I will miss what I've done and the, the time I've got to spend with my committee, my team, and the staff, and the board. But, it, you know, as it said, it's, it's someone else's turn. Uh, and starting Saturday, that's, that's Florida, and I wish them all the best. I'm at, actually here for them if they need any advice, but I'm sure they will have all the success because they're in, in NAI just like I am, for the people and for the, the, the good reason of, of NAI. So, last question. We spent, you know, the year two years really having meetings about this event. Every time we logged on to Zoom, you had changed your username to reflect the number of days until the conference started. What was that feeling like when, you know, after it went from triple digits to double digits to just a couple of weeks, and then all of a sudden we're days out, and then the countdown hit zero? What was that feeling? It went from nervous to exciting to relief to Wow, now what am I going to do with all my spare time? <laughs> well, I'm sure NAI will find lots of ways to involve you as we have over the years. Thank you so much, Jay. It's been a pleasure working with you on this conference. Thank you, Paul. I look forward to more things. So I'm going to count to three, and then if we can say end interpreters, that's what's up. That'll be the end of our podcast from the NAI conference. We ready? Everyone know your line? All right. All right. One, two, three. That is what is up. So good. That was definitely the best one yet.